Dude, so I'm watching the new Baki season on Netflix. I love Baki a lot. Like, it's a really good anime. Can it be over the top? Yes. But it's still pretty good. It's freaking awesome. So right now they're fighting a guy named Pickle. He's from the Dinosaur Age and everything they did to him. Like, it unfazes him. It's awesome. They even reference um, UFC, I want to say it's three. Where Hoist Gracie fought Kimo, but Kimo like beat his ass, but still Hoist won. But Kimo beat his ass so bad that Hoist couldn't continue. They referenced that. They changed the names, of course, and they don't use the UFC. They use like a different name, but if you know, you can tell what they're talking about. It's pretty cool. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch Them Out the Fish on Instagram and Twitter, or should I call it X now? I don't know. I don't know if it feels weird to call it X. So I'm going to call it Twitter, official underscore P-A-T-M. The YouTube videos are coming. I did one for the co-main event and main event for UFC 291. Keep an eye out for that. Peace, guys. Podcast episode number 128. I cannot believe it. Oh my god. Can you guys believe there's that many episodes of me talking? Jesus Christ, how do you guys put up with this bullshit, bro? I don't think I'd be able to put up with one episode and I have to listen to myself talk every day, wanting to or not, because I can't get away from myself. But anyway, let's get into it. Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. UFC 291. And then this weekend you have UFC Nashville and then you have Diaz versus Palm before I forget. If you're not a member of DZone and you wanted to get this fight, you don't have to get DZone because they partnered up with ESPN Plus Top Rank to put this fight on ESPN Plus platform. So if you're already an ESPN Plus member, you're not going to have to waste money on a membership for DZone. On top of that, the $60 for the pay-per-view. You can just pay for the $60 pay-per-view and get the ESPN commentators and stuff like that. So there's that. Um, But let's get into it, man. First up, Earl Spence versus Terrence Crawford. Dude, this was built as the best versus the best. I'm going to tell you what I saw. I saw probably the best boxer of all time because I believe Terrence Crawford would would defeat Floyd. Prime Floyd versus Prime Terrence. I picked Terrence Crawford, bro. That guy's got the speed of Mayweather. On top of that, he's got the power. He's got the power. I mean, did you guys see the way he left Earl Spence's face? Let's read what this says. This is by Mike Copinger. Terence Crawford dismantled Earl Spence Jr. in a Tour de France performance, scoring a ninth-round TKO in the long-awaited super fight to capture the undisputed welterweight championship Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. 
Listen, listen. Crawford floored Spence in round two and twice in round seven. A two-fisted beatdown to rest away the IBF and WBA and WBC 147-pound title to go along with his WBO belt. Jesus, this guy's the man, bro. I mean, originally I wanted Earl Spence to win, but then you know what changed my mind? You guys are going to laugh. This is what changed my mind. The fact that Marshall Manners or Eminem walked him out to the ring and we... Where I was at, we were all pumped. We're like, oh, Eminem's going to sing the song. All he did was introduce him, and then you hear the the A Mile song. I forget what it's called. But we were all pissed that Eminem didn't sing, so we, they all started making jokes. They're like, all right, bro. They said He said, a mil for me to announce him, five bill for me to perform the song. Because he didn't perform. He just walked with him. But dang, a guy from Omaha is officially the best boxer. And all the boxing because I firmly believe he would be Prime Floyd Mayweather, okay? He would. Don't at me at anything, alright? He would. Because he, he just, he boxes too nice. I mean, I bet you now Canelo would be Prime Floyd Mayweather too. He just fought him when he was too young. But Prime Canelo would def- definitely defeat Prime Floyd. And then Prime Terrence would definitely defeat Prime Floyd as well. The only reason I believe Dimitri Bibble beat him is because Dimitri Bibble's like twice Canelo's size. He's way bigger than him, I'll tell you that much. I don't know about twice his size, but he's way bigger than him. Let's see what else this article says. Give me one second. Let's see, let's see. It says, the 35-year-old Crawford buckled a bloody and swollen spans in round nine and was unloading unanswered shots when the referee Harvey Doc mercifully ended the punishment at two minutes and 32 seconds. Spence protested the stoppage but appeared to lose every round besides the opening frame. I mean, he's not wrong. I was looking at the UFC fight, but every time I glanced over, like, Earl's face was a mess, bro. A mess. Like I said before, I only dreamed of being a world champion, said Crawford. ESPN number one pound-for-pound boxer. I'm an overachiever. Nobody believed in me when I was coming up, but I made everybody a believer. Crawford, now 40-0, who is nicknamed Bud, traveled to Scotland in 2014 to win his first world title, a decision over Ricky Burns at 135 pounds. He went on to win the Undisputed Championship at 140 pounds and now the first man to capture all four belts at 147 pounds. It means everything to me because of who I took the belts from, said Crawford. Also, was accompanied by music superstar Eminem and his seminal hit, Lose Yourself. There it is, Lose Yourself. As he entered the ring, Adrian, you're a fucking dumbass. Crawford was in total control of the bout, beginning with round two, when Spence was floored for the first time in his career. Crawford used his left hand to Spence's body and set up a southpaw jab for a flash knockdown. It was really nice. Afterwards, Crawford told ESPN Stephen A. Smith that after Spence connected with a looping overhand left in, in rounds in the first two rounds, he thought to himself, this is it. It's going to be a long night for him. Uh, I think that's enough. We've all established that you're the best, Terrence Crawford. I just said you would beat prime Floyd Mayweather. He's just lucky that you were too young to fight him. 
Let's move on to the UFC fights. All right, here we go. Miranda Maverick defeats Priscilla Cachoria. Uros Medic defeats Matthew Semsberger. Jake Matthew defeats Darius Flowers. Roman Kopilov, watch out for that guy, defeats Claudio Robero. CJ Vergara defeats Vicencia Salvador. Gabriel Bonfim defeats Trevin Giles. The main card, Kevin Holland defeats Michael Chiesa. Bobby the King Green defeats Tony Ferguson. Derek Lewis defeats Marcos Rogerio, Rogerio de Lima. Alex Pereira defeats Jan Blakovitz. And Justin Gaethje defeats Dustin Poirier to become only the second man to hold the baddest motherfucker belt. Alright, here we go. First, I want to point out that Miranda Maverick is upset that Priscilla Cachorrea, she believes she tried to pull out one of her boobs in order to get out of a position. In fact, let me go see if I can find that article I saw earlier. Hold on. Here we go. I found it. Miranda Maverick accuses Priscilla Cachorrea of trying to expose her at UFC 291. I hope that's the whole, I hope that the whole world didn't see me. Priscilla Cachorrea had some questionable moments inside the octagon, and Miranda Maverick feels she can attest to that. Maverick submitted Cachorrea in the third round of the opening bout at UFC 291 in Salt Lake City. During the fight, there looked to be multiple attempts by Cachorrea of bending the rules, including grabbing the fence and nearly pulling down Maverick's top. Maverick reacted to her opponent's defense strategies backstage following her victory. At some point, you have to say, it's time to take a point, Maverick told MMA Fighting on Saturday. She stuck her finger straight up the entire time, pretty much. There was no chance she was trying to push me off of her. There were no flat hands. I warned the ref beforehand, and I think he did as good of a job as I've seen any ref do. I hope the world didn't see me, but they probably did, and I guess that's part of the risk of fighting, right? It was frustrating, and it made me go in there that much more angry every round. Maverick took the bout on short notice when she replaced Joanne Wood. The 26-year-old entered the bout after losing a decision to Jasmine Jazudavicius a little over a month prior to UFC 289 and dropping three or five inside the octagon. While Maverick was confident in herself and the matchup, she still was weary of Kachuria's reputation. I knew she was a heavy hitter, knew she has good hands, knew she could bully in the cage. She could be a bully in the cage, Maverick said. I went in there cautious knowing she had times that were questionable in her fights. Protect my eyes, protect everything. Her hands got stuck where they shouldn't have multiple times, which was frustrating. I wanted to soften her up so I didn't have to worry about anything by the time I went for the submission. I mean, there's that. Dude, my new favorite fighter is Roman Kopilov. Watch out for this guy. How old is this guy? This guy's awesome. 32E. E, I don't know. Are you in the rankings, bro? Please tell me you're in the rankings. What division is he fighting? Middleweight. Let me check it out. Dude, he's not in the rankings. Gosh darn it. He's not in the rankings. Watch out for this guy, though, bro. Roman Kopilov. I like him a lot. That guy is dangerous. He beat Claudio Roberto. Roberio. Okay, let's move on to the main card. Kevin Holland versus Michael Chiesa. Dude, what I saw in this fight was that 
Michael didn't want to fight. Like, Michael looked scared. Like, every time Kevin would land, like, he would look scared and just look for the takedown. And then Kevin was, like, he had harsh words for him after. He's like, dude, just retire. You're not going to win a world championship. Just retire. That was harsh. But, like, Michael looked scared in that fight. I don't know if he went into that fight hurt. I don't think he did, but he looked scared and tentative in that fight. It looked like an easy fight for Kevin. Let's see what rank Kevin is. Kevin Holland is now number 12. Uh, I think Vicente Luque is going to take on Rafael Dos Años. You guys should have Kevin fight Sean Brady next. Even though he said, like, I don't understand why he would do this. He looks great at 170. But he says, if you're not going to give me a bad motherfucker belt, I don't want to stay at 170. I'll go back up to 185. I don't understand why he's going to do that. He looks good at 170. He probably doesn't like dieting and cutting the weight, which is understandable because I hate dieting and I don't cut weight the way these guys do. But if he wants to be a champion, I believe the way for him to do it is at 170. He should either look at that Vicente Luque fight. If Vicente wins, he should fight him. Or Kevin Holland should try and fight Sean Brady. Because I know he lost to Steven Thompson, but... Or, or, because... It was announced today that Shavkar Ragmanov versus Kevin Gastelum is off because Kelvin broke his nose or something. Either, I don't think he broke it, but he got cut and he's not going to be ready. You ask Kevin to fight Shavkar Ragmanov, see what's up. That would actually be a pretty good fight. I'm going to reach out to their manager, see if I can get anything out of them. But yeah, that, that's a good fight for Kevin right there, Shavkar. Or you can even have Steven Thompson fight Shavkat if if he wants to. I don't know. That's I don't know because there is some controversy surrounding Steven Thompson right now because he didn't take the fight. Not that he didn't take the fight, but that because Michelle Pieda didn't make weight, he didn't take the fight. And I don't know if the UFC's mad at him, but supposedly they haven't paid him. Let me see if I can find an update about this. This is from MMA Junkie. Steven Thompson's situation regarding his pay for UFC 291 remains the same, but he is confident that will change soon. This past Saturday at UFC 291, Thompson was scheduled to make his return against Brazil's Michel Pieda, but the fight was canceled the day before after Pieda failed to make the welterweight limit by three pounds. It was Thompson who chose not to fight Pieda at a catchweight. Okay, now see... You you guys remember how I tell you everybody's petty? It's because it's it's true. I mean, understand the UFC's position. They're they're in a position where they need to deliver a a fight card. They promoted this fight. And in their position, well, Steven will pay you more money. Just take the fight. But look at Steven's position. He's 40 years old. He's still, he's outside the top five, but he's just right at the door. And if he were to lose... He's way down the rankings. The article goes on to say, At this point, my management is talking to the UFC, but nothing yet, compensation-wise, Thompson said on Monday. I know Dana White's on vacation. The guy's a workaholic, so well-deserved, but I feel the UFC's going to do right by me. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. I'm tired of being as honorable as possible when it comes down to signing my contract and abiding by it. I tried to be, not I'm tired, I'm sorry. I tried to be as honorable as possible when it comes down to signing my contract and abide by it. I've done what they wanted of me and I feel they're going to do the right thing by me. 
Things are still in talks. I think we're waiting for Dana to come back from vacation, and we'll go from there. Okay, because there have been situations where guys get their show money, but it's because those other fights, they can't physically fight. Like, we'll give you your show money because this guy can't fight, you know, because of a bad weight cut or whatever. Like, for example, at UFC 209, Tony was supposed to fight Khabib, right? But that fight was canceled because... Khabib didn't even weigh in because they knew he wasn't going to make weight. So it's not like they even did a catchweight offer to Tony. Like they said, the fight's off. So they gave him his show money because he weighed in. Now, my understanding is they gave Stephen the Thompson the, the option to fight Michel Pieta, but he said no because the last time he did that was against Darren Tony and he ended up losing. Like, we could sit here and be like, oh, well, Stephen, stop being a bitch. Like, no. Like, this guy's depleted. I'm at, I'm at, okay, Michelle Pieta's depleted, right? But once he rehydrates and everything, he's going to be well of an, have well of an advantage over Steven, who did all his weight cut, even when he replenishes with water and stuff like that. So, this is all Michelle Pieta's fault. I believe Steven should get paid. Let's see, let's see. Chell Sonnen stands with Steven Thompson amid pay controversy over failed UFC 291 fight. Wonder Boy has a supporter in Sonnen. While the fallout from this past weekend's pay-per-view has included praise for headline victor Justin Gaethje as well as performances from the likes of Derek Lewis and Kevin Holland, the UFC is also receiving questions on a more troubling topic. On the main card of UFC 291, which took place inside Salt Lake City's Delta Center on July 29th, Walterweight veteran Stephen Thompson was scheduled to throw down against Michelle Pajeda in a battle that promised fireworks. Unfortunately, the matchup never reached the cage owing to an indiscretion on the scale from the Brazilian after Wonderboy successfully made weight. Pereira missed weight, missed the non-title fight 171 pound limit by 3 pounds. Despite the UFC's effort to keep the fight on, Thompson ultimately turned down, sharing the octagon with the overweight demo leader. And since then, reports have suggested that the former title challenger has seen him walk away empty-handed. In response, Wonderboy recently called ahead for the UFC to compensate him for successfully weighing in ahead of the planned fight, a sentiment that has been widely shared throughout the MMA community. Sonnen, we're mad that Stephen Thompson wanted to do the right thing during a video recently uploaded to his YouTube channel. Ex-middleweight and light heavyweight contender Chell Sonning gave his take on the pay controversy surrounding the failed outing surrounding Thompson's failed outing in Utah. Despite being a firm advocate for the show must go on, Sonning emphatically sided with Thompson, highlighting that his decision to stand alongside his values and respect for the sport and its rules. I realize the golden rule is the show must go on, but I stand with Steven. I stand with Thompson on this one, Sonnen said. Thompson made a statement and he said, I hope my actions will prelude somebody in the future for missing weight. Preclude, sorry, preclude, not prelude. I liked it. It was condescending. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> it was about honor and respect and it goes deeper than just the organization, Sonnen continued. Why should Thompson have to walk into an environment like that when Pereira is the one who caused it? Why should Thompson be punished? What are you mad about? Are you mad about are you mad that Wonderboy who followed every rule in history of rules and then some wanted to continue following the rules?
were mad that he wanted to do the right thing? I mean, again, it goes back to the UFC. They had a promise to deliver, and they felt they didn't deliver it, which is fine. But you're going to punish a guy that's done everything you've asked him to do. He's done it all, and you're going to punish him because he declined to fight a dude that was overweight? This actually says the president, right? Because if other fighters start doing this and the UFC decides not to pay them, well, I understand what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is if all of this is true and at the end of the day, Stephen Thompson does not get paid, this is going to deter other fighters from doing what Stephen did. This is The UFC, they don't want change. They want everything to be in their power, okay? That's why they didn't like the fact that Francis left. Let's keep that in mind. The more these things happen and the more it's brought to light, change will come. I don't know how fast, but it will come. But let's continue. Let's continue. Bobby Green defeats Tony Ferguson. I mean, what can I say about this, man? What can I say? The one thing I do want to say is I do want to see Tony hang him up. I don't know if he will because I know he released a statement saying otherwise. But I would want to see him hang him up. I don't even want to read the statement not going to you can go find it just type in tony ferguson and you will find it i mean you guys did see he got into a car accident right a little over a month ago like what's the point man this guy went to a dude that i thought that was gonna be could be no problem to this now he says the eye poke played a big part in it because let's not get it twisted tony looks good in all these fights the only fight i can tell you that he didn't look good in was the Benil Darius fight and the Charles Oliveira fight. Other than that, like, he had his moments against Nate. He had his moments against Justin. He had his moments against Chandler. He had his moments against um, Bobby. But I don't know, man. I'll tell you, I didn't like the way he kept putting his hands down. Like, I'm like, dude, like, that was frustrating the heck out of me. And I'm if I can see that, I could just imagine how his corner was taking it. You know, like, dude, what, what, what's going on here, right? Well, I don't know, man, but for Bobby Green, just keep winning. I don't know how much longer Bobby has left in him because I know he's up there in age. He's 36. I'll give him at least two more good years. I mean, I don't know if he's ranked, but he should be. Let's check. He isn't, but if I had my way, I would give him Diego Ferreira or Matt Frivolda. He deserves a ranked opponent next. Just to get in the rankings. But we'll see what happens. That fight was crazy, man. Bobby ended up choking him out third round right before the round was ending. I don't know how much the eye poke played into Tony's performance. But I would really like to see him hang him up. But we'll see what happens, man. Derek Lewis versus Marcos Rodrigo or Rodrigo de Lima. What a crazy fight. He opened with the Jorge Mazudal flying knee. It didn't... It rocked De Lima, but it didn't knock him out cold. It landed flush, though. And then Derek almost got caught in, like, a leg lock, but his punches were too strong that De Lima just wanted to cover up, which is understandable. I would do the same. And then his balls was hot after the ref pulls him off. His balls was hot. He takes off the shorts. He does the DX crotch chop. He runs around the cage. Now, what was funny is that he says, I'm a free agent now. I don't think the UFC wanted that to be public knowledge, but he made it public knowledge because I didn't even know this was Derek's last fight. And Derek has a win over 
that guy you know that guy i'm talking about you guys know right you guys know you guys know his name is francis Ngannou. you know the guy that's about to box tyson fury you guys heard of him well derek has a win over that guy okay all right you understand what i'm saying to you and francis has negotiated to where whoever fights him will get a million dollars or something along those lines. Even if it's not a million, it's probably more than what the UFC will be willing to pay someone like Derek Lewis. Because I'll tell you one thing Derek Lewis ain't getting Conor McGregor money. He's not getting Jorge Masvidal money. He's not getting, even at, I guess at this point, just, I heard Justin Gaethje made a ton of money. Justin Gaethje money. Dude, this guy has all the power because I could go fight Francis. I could go, I already beat Francis. That's an easy build. For the PFL. So we'll see what happens man. He's in a good position right now. But I wouldn't be surprised. If the UFC throws. Uh, the money truck at him. And has him resign. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Alex Pereira versus Jan Blakowicz. I mean. I thought they got the decision right. A lot of people think. Jan should have won. Even Jan himself thinks he should have won. Uh, I made a YouTube video about this. It should be out soon this is gonna be out before because these are just easier to edit but the youtube video will be out by the end of the week i promise you that the first round was for jan grappling he dominated the grappling the second round you give it to alex because even though jan got the takedown alex did more damage and then the same for the third like jan did some good damage on the feet but i just believe alex's damage was better and then once the takedown was got, gotten, he, sh- he should have just f- pounded on him, but he didn't. He, like, I don't know if Jan was just tired. And then what didn't happen was his body language at the end. Like, he, he went over and sat in the corner. When it's a close fight like that, your body language at the end matters. Because if you look defeated, the refs are like, oh, yeah, that, that guy definitely is more tired than this other guy that's running around raising his arms. You know? So we shall see what happens. But now it sets up Yuri versus Alex Pereira. And honestly, I would like to see Jan Blakovic fight Alexander Rakic because Alexander Rakic hurt himself during the Jan fight. So to me, that fight was kind of anticlimactic. I would like to see that fight being run back. So we'll see. But this sets up Alex versus Yuri. And it's either going to happen in November or December. Because my hope is, this is my hope. My hope is for the November card. You have John Jones versus Stipe. You have Leon Edwards versus Colby. Or you can even have three because they usually put three title fights on that card. You can have all three of them. Because now I'm hearing a weird rumor that Connor's going to end up fighting Gaethje at the end of the year. Which, that doesn't make sense to me because Connor supposedly missed the USADA deadline. So I don't know what's going on, man. Somebody please explain to me what's going on. But yeah, I thought Alex won clear as day. And then... There's the future for both of them. Justin Gagey versus Dustin Poirier. Oh my God, what a fight. What a fight. And I'm going to say something and this is, people aren't going to like it. But Dustin Poirier is the better fighter. I mean, he was the more technical fighter. He busted Justin open. 10-9 for Dustin in, in the in the first round. I don't know. I don't get what's wrong with me. Why can't I talk properly? And then the second round starts. Dustin didn't throw anything, but he had Justin flinching, even though Justin threw that one-two combination really well before hitting him with the head kick. 
Now, I will say one thing that's bothering me. People are going online and saying that Justin's head kick only hit Dustin in the back of the head. It hits his neck. I'll tell you that much, but Dustin partially blocked that kick. That's why it wrapped around his head. So good on him. Again, if this rumor of Conor McGregor versus Justin Gaethje is true, I feel bad for Mike Chandler because Mike Chandler did the ultimate fighter with him, and that just sucks for Mike Chandler. But And then it also raises the question, like, how is he going to fight Justin if he supposedly missed the deadline or unless they're just keeping it under wraps that he missed the deadline? We shall see. We shall see. Here's an update for this weekend's card. Due to medical issues, Jesse Butler has been removed from his featherweight belt with Sean Woodson. Replacing Butler will be two-time contender series veteran Dennis Bazuksha, I hope I said that right, who makes his debut looking to extend his seven-fight win streak with another signature finish. So there's that. I want to go look up this Kelvin Gastelum injury. So, hold on. Kelvin Gastelum out of UFC fight night versus Shapka Ragmatov due to injury. Kelvin Gastelum is no stranger to adversity, but encountering it still hurts nonetheless. After a cryptic tweet Tuesday by Shapka Ragmatov that indicated their upcoming fight was canceled, Gastelum confirmed his withdrawal from the bout due to a facial fracture sustained in training. The bout was scheduled to take place September 16th at Noche UFC, the promotion's Mexican Independence Day-themed event at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Unfortunate news, my fight with Chef Ragmaroff is off, Gastelum said in a video posted to his social media and YouTube channel. I received an elbow that resulted in an open fracture and a few bones that came out fractured. I have to apologize to everybody, to everybody who was excited for this fight, I apologize to everybody. My apologies to Chef Ragmaroff and his team. I feel bad. I feel very horrible. This unfortunate incident, I feel horrible about this unfortunate incident. I'll be back. I'm still going to continue training. I can still do my strength and conditioning training and movement. I can still do a lot of training with my trainer. While there is no indicate, well, Gaslam indicated there's no solid plan in place as to what's next. He expressed interest in the Ragmata fight to be rescheduled for later in 2023. I asked to move it up to November, Gaslam said. Hopefully they grant my wish. That would be November 11th in Madison Square Garden. It's hard to be a Kelvin Gaslam fan sometimes, I know. We go through ups and downs together, but I promise we're fighting to get back on the horse and get back to that winning streak and continue it. It seems like Madoff is less keen on the New York City as on New York City as he is Abu Dhabi, where the promotion will hold UFC 294 on October 21st. Piñata, I agree to fight you on your territory on Mexican Independence Day, and I really full of your supporters. And it's not my problem, you can't do it now. Ragmarov wrote on Twitter, It's your turn to accept to fight me on my territory in Abu Dhabi at UFC 294, or did you realize it was a bad idea just now? I mean, first of all, I want to know who's writing this for Shadkar Ragmarov. They're the man. Danny Rubenstein, is it you, man? Please tell me it's you, or is it is it the guy that he takes to the corner with him? Your other manager. I hope it's one of you guys. You guys are awesome. Piñata, I agree to fight you on your territory on Mexican Independence Day with an arena full of your supporters. And it's not my problem, you can't do it now. It's your turn 
to accept to fight me on my territory in Abu Dhabi at UFC 294? Exclamation point. Or did you realize it? It was a bad idea just now. Question mark. Dude, straight up savagery. Thank God. I, I want to know who handles this guy's Twitter. This guy's awesome. That's awesome. Did you see the smack talk that was in that tweet? That's fucking awesome. We'll see what happens. I wanted Kevin Holland to step in, but apparently Shafkot doesn't even want to fight on that card. He's like, I want to fight in Abu Dhabi. Let's go fight in Abu Dhabi, bro. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.